Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 794 of the Juicebox Podcast. Kate is here today. Her child uses Omnipod 5, and they've done a, uh, a reset of the Omnipod 5. So it's a big conversation, but somewhere, I don't know, about 40 minutes in, we're going to talk about how they started over with new settings. You'll see. While you're listening, please remember that nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. If you're looking to start with Omnipod 5 or you've gotten started and want to know more, I have a three-part series that I produced with Omnipod all about it. You can find it at juiceboxpodcast.com forward slash Omnipod 5, or by going to episodes 736, 737, and 738. Do you have type 1, or are you the caregiver of someone with type 1? Are you also a U.S. resident? Well, you're in luck, because if you go to t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox, you'll be able to join the registry, fill out the survey, help people living with type 1 diabetes, move diabetes research forward, help yourself, maybe get involved in research yourself if you want, support the podcast, so much is going to happen when you go to t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox and complete that survey. This episode of the Juicebox podcast is sponsored by Omnipod, makers of the Omnipod 5 and the Omnipod Dash. To get started today, go to omnipod.com forward slash juicebox. You can be tubeless and automated with Omnipod 5 or tubeless and well, not automated, with Omnipod Dash. Two great systems. You take a look, see which one's best for you. The podcast is also sponsored today by the Contour Next One Blood Glucose Meter. This is my favorite blood glucose meter. The best one I've ever used, held, touched, or thought about in my dreams. Contournext.com forward slash juice box. There's a number of reasons to love the Contour Next One, and I'm going to tell you all about them in just a little bit. Today's show is also sponsored by U.S. Med. Get your diabetes supplies the same way we do from U.S. Med. Go to usmed.com forward slash juice box or call 888-721-1514. When you go to the link or call the number, you can get yourself a free benefits check and get started right away. We get Omnipod and Dexcom from U.S. Med and you could too, as well as a number of other things that I'll tell you about in the ad. My name is Kate. I have three children, all boys, that are 10, uh, 7, and 5. I'm a teacher at the school that they go to. And my 10-year-old, Grayson, has type 1 diabetes and celiac disease. 10, 7, 5. Yes. All boys. All boys, yep. I'm going to send you a picture of what my mom looks like now because that's your future. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, the hardest part about setting this up is just like making sure like they aren't here so that they don't come in the room 8 million times. So while you were getting this together, yeah, or a tiny bit of technical difficulties, I thought that I heard a young man yell, oh my God, the cat got out. <laughs> yeah, that was Grayson. So the little two, my younger two boys, I got out of the house because there's I can't function with them here. Mm-hmm. And um, my oldest, Grayson, is still here. So... I'm like, you have to take the dog. Like, that's your job. Get the dog in your room. 
And uh, he let the dog out when he was trying to help me with my headphone issues. Dog. So <laughs> gotcha. Okay. And when you say the other two aren't there, yeah, are are they alive? Because it's early, it's early in the morning. Like, where are they at? Yeah, I just told them to go. You know, outside. I locked the door, and they'll be fine. They'll entertain themselves yeah. for an hour. Yeah, in the street, right? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Well, I don't. No, understand. no. Oh. They're um they're at the museum for the for the morning, which is good. Oh, and I, I'm just putting it together now. Why you can do this today's columbus day yeah so we're off from school which is uh good because i'm available i'm not working but also not good because the children are home so yeah it's not not a real day off the boys are by themselves or there's somebody with them (laughs) no there there is somebody with them okay they're supervised by an adult who was surprisingly willing to take them and Mm -hmm. uh we'll see how that goes we lived on a very busy road so, okay. yeah. I mean, people might be imagining just like a, a street where like people cut through town or something, but I'm telling you, we lived on a, on a five lane road. Oh God. My, my yeah, house, that's terrible. my house was 25 feet from the sidewalk. And if it was constant traffic and there, yeah. it, during the summer, as a matter of fact, it, like when the sun was shining at the, at the front of the house, if a track, a tractor trailer would go by and it would eclipse the room and it would scare the hell out of you. Like oh it was my like that. God. And we once threw my younger brother butt <laughs> naked out into the front yard. <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty much what it's like around here. Like my, I live in a neighborhood, but people drive really fast, which is crazy to me. I'm kind of like on a curve. So mm-hmm. I feel like you really can't see the kids if they were happened to run in the road well if they're naked so you'll see them I, better <laughs> oh yeah absolutely they would be like blaring but they like last year when i moved in here i bought this thing on amazon it's it's a it looks like the construction gate mm-hmm. and it it goes at the end of your drive it's like this big orange oh i know like, it yeah, yeah yeah mesh gate and so it stops them from like when they're playing basketball running into the road to like chase their ball but now I've become in the neighborhood, like the lady with the gate. Like I went to a um, a block party and people were like, oh yeah, you're the house that has like that orange gate. <laughs> so yes, because my kids will run into traffic. Do you understand? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes me sound like a really good parent. Yeah. So, well, let's <laughs> let's get this uh, recorded before these kids kill you because it's probably not yes. going to take much longer. Oh um, no, for well, sure. Okay, boy, mom, here we go. Um, your 10-year-old is... The type one, he also has celiac, and tell me his name again, Grayson, right? Yeah, Grayson, yeah. Okay. All right. So how long has Grayson had type one? Um, He was diagnosed in July of 2021, so we're like just over a year. Oh, okay. Pretty recently. Celiac before or after diabetes? Um, It was, they told me, well, they apparently tested him like at the diagnosis of the type one, but I didn't know that. And they called me like 10 days later to tell me that his celiac panel was positive. Had you noticed anything about it before? No, like he literally had no celiac symptoms at all. It was like switched on when the diabetes came on. And is he keeping a uh, celiac diet? Yes. Gluten-free? Yep. So he's been on that for about a year. Did the rest of the family change with him or did you... Yeah, for the most part, yes. You know, and that's like tricky because my little boys sometimes don't understand like why can't, you know, we went to like a farm this weekend um, for like a fall thing and they want apple cider donuts, but there's no option that's celiac, you know, friendly. Mm -hmm. And so that's been a little tricky, but over the course of the year, like I'm starting to learn how to bake things to to supplement the things that they all want. So if, if 
one wants donuts, then we can figure out a way to make a donut for Gray or find, you know, an option. We're lucky to have some grocery stores around that are celiac friendly. So that's been good. But for the most part, we all eat gluten free. Okay. What are his um, symptoms if he has gluten? He is like immediately sick, like in the bathroom, mm-hmm. like lots of diarrhea. Well, that'll Which make you, weird. that'll make you eat gluten free. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. So that, I mean, not that I want him to have those symptoms, but I know like people that don't have bad symptoms, I could see that being hard to stick to, a, you know, a celiac, a gluten-free diet, but because it makes him sick, like he doesn't want to do that. Well, Caitlin, I now feel absolutely, um, compelled to say that I have learned through the podcast that even if you don't have symptoms, you can be doing serious damage to the internal portions of your body, which could lead to yes. things as serious as cancer. And if I don't say that, people with <laughs> with celiac will yell at me online. So I now know to I say know. that. <laughs> yeah, I heard that episode where um, I, I appreciated the woman. I can't remember her name, but she came on. And I think she had written you an email about how, like, you can't just, like, eat the cupcake, you oh, know. Oh, my God, the cupcake. I'm, yeah. not gonna, I'm not even bringing that up, Caitlin. All I, I know. Uh, I, well, I'll bring it up. All I, <laughs> all I did was, um, this guy was having serious mental health issues. The father, yes, and yep. his son um, had, uh, I got, guess, gotten a celiac diagnosis, but was having, yep. from what I understand, like no symptoms whatsoever. So yeah. he could eat a hand. Listen, if celiac was a thing, he could eat a hand full of it, and nothing happened to him. But then. Um, obviously there's, I said, obviously, cause I do not want to get yelled at, but yeah. obviously yeah. there are, um, there are still impacts that can be had, even though you're not seeing them physically, um, that are fairly serious and up fairly serious up to really serious. And I was trying to make the point that while the guy was figuring things out, yeah, maybe just let him have the cupcake because also I would like to say, Kate, that, um, he also described a scenario where the kid wasn't really having cupcakes. It was just this, he was, you have to go listen to yeah. it. He was in a panic. And yeah, I heard, I heard it. I, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, he was, he was having real trouble and he, he couldn't add one more thing to his plate. And, yeah. and he was like, well, what about at a birthday party? Like he was crying. Like what about oh, yeah. at a birthday party? Um, he wouldn't be able to have a cupcake. And I was like, well, does he have a lot of cupcakes? And the guy's, the guy's like, no, I'm like, does he have a go to a lot of birthday parties? He's like, no, I'm like, well then until you can pull this together, what if you just let him have the cupcake? And then the letters came. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's funny because the reason why Grayson is still here is because he's actually going to a birthday party today. Oh. And um, so he's, he's getting picked up in a little while. And like, it is a, thing where like I have to pack a lunchbox with gluten-free pizza, the gluten-free cupcakes. They're mm. going to a sports place where they're going to drink Gatorade. So I got, you know, sugar-free Gatorade. And, you know, it, I could see what he was saying where it like feels like another, yeah. um, like another hit that you're like, God, like the diabetes was bad enough. Now this, and it's more annoying sometimes because I don't want to like bake and cook all this stuff in preparation for my kid to go to a party, you know? I completely but. understood, which was why I was trying to save him until yeah. until he could. It was Josh, by the way. Josh has yeah. been on twice. He's an incredibly mm-hmm. like open, um, empathetic, yeah, uh, uh, person. His episodes are called "Josh Has All the Feels" and "Josh Has yep. Even More Feels." So go listen to them and 
please don't write me a note and yell at me. That's all I can say. Um, but, yeah. but food quality, I mean, I, 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 listen, it's not the same thing, but Arden's been at college now for about a month. Yeah. And the quality of food at college is not what it was in our house. Right. And we are like fighting with almost every meal bolus because yep. the food, the food's just not as good as what she eats at home. So, I mean, there's part of me that feels like I'd like to be walking around behind her hand in her lunchbox every time she went to a meal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's the thing in the first year. Like, I definitely understand, you know, from listening to so much of your podcast, like what needs to be done. It's just, it takes experience to figure out, like, how do I bolus for this thing that he hasn't eaten before? Like, yesterday he had a chocolate pudding. He's never had pudding before. And like, you know, something happens that you don't expect. You have to figure out like how to bowls for each food. And once you have that, you know, under your belt, I feel like eventually it'll get a little bit easier, but we, we still are fighting with a lot of, you know, meal bolus, especially with the gluten-free food. Cause it just hits a lot harder. Yeah. Gluten-free doesn't mean low carb. That's for sure. No, it's like twice the carb. When people yeah. say they're doing a gluten-free diet to lose weight, I'm like, you're crazy. Like, you got it wrong. <laughs> do, do you remember me saying on the podcast once that a doctor made me go gluten-free for a month <laughs> to test something? And I was like, oh, I'm yes. eating healthy. And I gained 10 pounds. I was like, wait. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's definitely yeah. not good. And like, when I say we eat gluten-free, like, I primarily eat mostly gluten-free, but I don't eat any of the gluten-free products. You know, Grayson does because he's a kid and he wants a sandwich. And, you know, he wants pretzels and things like that, but they, they definitely are all made with like rice flour and things that are really hard to bolus for. So that's been tricky. Yeah. You definitely have to, um, be careful. Gluten-free can also mean processed, um, with a lot of those, a lot of those prepared foods anyway. Okay. So Kate, that's not really why you're on today, right? You're on because Grayson's been using Omnipod five. Yes. Okay. So how was he managing I almost said straight out the gate, and I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. That's what it's going to be called, isn't it? (laughs) No, no, I don't think so, because that's my phobia. Because I I almost said, hey, how is he managing straight out the gate? And then I thought, (laughs) there's a phrase I've never used before, but okay. I didn't get a ton of sleep last night, so this could get hairy. Um, No worries. No worries. But when he was diagnosed and and he came home, what did he have? So we left the hospital with pens. Um, you know, pretty much like everybody else. And then I would say within about a month, he, we got him onto Dexcom, which mm-hmm. was very helpful. And um, I'm kind of like the type of person, like, I don't like to wait when I like make a decision. Like I knew pretty early on that I wanted him to pump and um, he was a little bit nervous about that. So we, you know, we took some time settling in, but I had joined a local support group and I, you know, was talking to them about pumping and how the, you know, the endocrinologist wants you to wait six months or a year or whatever. And the ladies in the support group were like, no, you don't have to do that. Like you can, you don't even need to go to the pump training. You just research them on your own, decide what you want and tell them and they'll order it. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of like, oh, I didn't realize like I could just tell them what I want to do and skip, you know, their, their rules per se. So Probably within like three months, maybe I think November, he started on Omnipod Dash. Okay. So in a month, Dexcom, in a few yep. more months, Dash. And then yep. how long ago did you start five? He was, he started on the five at the end of May. 
May, June, July, August, September. Seven months ago? About. Mm, yeah. Has it been that long? Well, June, July, six. August, September. Yeah. Maybe six. like five months. Five, right, or six. five Five, six months on the five. Yeah. And all right. So when you first started it, you were pretty some it's, it feels to me like you got it right away when it came out. Is that about right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not super patient. So, um, you know, I was waiting, I got that email that everybody got from Omnipod saying it was available. And I called my endocrinologist that day and they were like, what are you talking about? Like they didn't even know that, you know, yeah. it was rolling out. So that was fun. Um, and they didn't know how to prescribe it. They were like, we don't have codes yet. Like you just, you've got to wait. So probably a week went by until my endocrinologist um, put in the script. And then when it got to the pharmacy, then the insurance became an issue. Mm-hmm. So I had like a, a two or three week battle with my insurance company to get them to cover the intro kit, which has like the PDM in it or the controller. Yeah, I think they figured that out, that all that coding has yeah. been figured out by now. But yeah, I, I remember that happening. Yeah. yeah. So like I was calling our insurance company all the time, like trying to figure out why it wouldn't go through, why were the pods covered and not the controller. And finally, one day I was just so fed up with it. I just told the the, the people there, you know, they, they aren't diabetic experts. Like they were like, no, no, it has to go through DME. I'm like, it definitely doesn't. And, you know, we're having this battle. And the lady was thought I was talking about the Dexcom, like she was confused. And I was finally like, I, I just want to speak to your manager, like whoever's above you. Like I just, I'm ready to just move on from talking to you. <laughs> and my kids thought that was hilarious and like called me a Karen. They were like, you asked to speak to the manager. <laughs> <laughs> I wa- I'm like, I'll do it. You know? Okay. One time I, I said, you know, I, I need to speak with your manager and they said, there's nobody here <laughs> above me. And I said, Oh, I find that completely hard to believe you're in charge. Yeah. And, <laughs> and even as I was saying it, I thought, Oh, I sound like a dick, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. I'm like, if I'm gonna get what we need here, I'm totally fine with owning that Karen status for a little. So, um, eventually, they they did. I talked to the manager, and he literally was like, "I'm just gonna override it. It's fine." And I, I no joke, had the pump the next day. Yeah, he's like, "Will you hang up if I do this?" I know. I'm <laughs> like, God, I should ask for the manager more often because we got what we wanted. It's funny. Okay. So yeah. Omnipod 5 comes. So it, the picture we're painting here, because by the way, all those insurance problems that you just um, described were were like a launch issue. It doesn't exist anymore. Yes. Like nobody's going right. to tell you you can have the pods, but not the yep. con- like stuff like that. So, yeah. um, but it, it's an indicator of how early on you were into it. So you had it before I even put out those three episodes about starting Omnipod 5, right? Yes. Sadly, okay. yes. Because we were, I was like kind of jumping in blindly with what to do with it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, if you go back and listen to those three episodes that I made in conjunction with Omnipod about starting Omnipod 5, yep. you're going to hear that the closer your settings are to a 50-50 split between basal and bolus insulin... Mm-hmm. the easier time that the algorithm is going to have getting itself yeah. set up and straight. So when you started it the first time, do you remember how you had your settings? Yeah, we definitely, I did not put in settings that were aggressive enough for sure. So I think we were definitely also relying on basil. Great. And that we Grayson, had done, had, Grayson had one job here, Caitlin, with the, with the dog, you know? And I yeah. mean, 
you you didn't let him down. You got him the Omnipod Five right away when he needed it. And now I know. And now this kid can't hold him to this dog. What do you think he's doing to that dog right now? Or do you think he's oh ignoring it? Going, uh, like I asked my son to take the dogs, take take yeah. care of the dogs, and I come down. And I'm like, hey, you took the dogs out? He goes, not yet. I mean, you've been down here for half an hour. He goes, they don't seem to be in a hurry. And I was yeah. like, well, when they pee on the floor or whatever they're going to yeah. do, if you don't let them out, like, will you clean that up? And he was like, no. <laughs> that's about it yeah there was well a fedex truck just pulled up and so that's what he's barking at and mm. i'm sure like gray clearly has already forgotten that his he's in charge job of the dog oh, sure that's the what i yeah. assume yeah. we've yeah. been talking for oh, 20 minutes so no, yeah i'm sorry i apologize so you i'm sorry so you set you set it up with your settings mm. how yeah. were how were your i guess my first question is when you were on dash Mm-hmm. were the settings like super tight was he super stable at a low number or were you still working that out us med carries everything from insulin pumps and diabetes testing supplies to the latest in cgms like the freestyle libre 3 and the dexcom g6 and we get arden's omnipods from us med as a matter of fact us med is the number one fastest growing tandem distributor nationwide the number one rated distributor in Dexcom customer satisfaction surveys, and they're the number one distributor for Freestyle Libre systems nationwide. You're going to get better service and better care from US Med, and that's what they've given to the over 1 million diabetes customers that they've helped since 1996. US Med accepts Medicare nationwide and over 800 private insurers, so don't delay. Go to usmed.com forward slash juice box and get started. Or call 888-721-1514. You deserve and you need a great blood glucose meter. If I was you, I would check out the Contour Next one. You can do that at contournext.com forward slash juicebox, a website that I will visit with you right now. And through the magic of editing, I'm already here. Contournext.com forward slash juicebox. What do your test strips really cost you. It's the first thing you're going to see at the top. It may be cheaper to buy Contour Next test strips over the counter without a prescription. Get out of here. That's insane. But it might be true. Click on the button and find. And find what? Find out. Buy now. The big orange button will take you to a place where you can buy the meter and the strips. You can choose Amazon, Walmart.com, Walgreens, CVS, Meyer, Kroger, Target, Rite Aid. And that's just the tiniest bit of what's on this website. You have to poke around. It's got so much information. I know you're thinking, how much information could I need, Scott, about a blood glucose meter? Well, I don't know how much you need, but it's there at contournext.com forward slash juice box. Here's what I think you need to know in a nutshell. Easy to carry, easy to hold. Fits in your pocket or your purse. Bright light, easy to read screen. Test strips offer second chance testing in case you don't get enough blood the first time, which is not to say that it needs a lot of blood. It uses a very tiny drop. But if for some reason you fumble around, you don't get it, but you get some, you can head back, get the rest without ruining, without ruining, I'm just going to keep talking, without ruining the, Jesus, mother of God, it's Sunday night, I'm sorry, without ruining the accuracy of the test or the strip itself, which will save you money and give you peace of mind. You deserve an accurate blood glucose meter. And whether or not I can say my words or not, doesn't matter. This is the one you should be getting. Contournext.com forward slash juice box. We've been using it for years. It's it's terrific. Okay, last one today, guys. Omnipod 5. 
Now, the Omnipod 5 is the only tubeless automated insulin delivery system that integrates with the Dexcom G6 CGM, and it uses Smart Adjust technology to automatically adjust your insulin delivery every five minutes, helping to protect against highs and lows without multiple daily injections. And you have the option to control it from a compatible smartphone. The Omnipod 5 is also available through your pharmacy, which means you can get started without a four-year durable medical equipment contract that comes with most other insulin pumps. This counts even if you're currently in warranty with another system. To get started with the Omnipod 5, just go to omnipod.com forward slash juice box. I mean, we're talking about it today. You've only heard half the story. What do you hear the rest of it? I think you're going to be running, not walking to get an Omnipod 5. For full safety risk information, free trial terms and conditions, as well as a list of compatible smartphones, you can also go to omnipod.com forward slash juice box. But I just realized I said free trial terms and conditions, but I haven't told you about any free trial. So let me just tell you that you may be eligible for a free 30-day trial of the Omnipod Dash. Now that's not the Omnipod 5, not the automated system, but the Dash, which is an amazing tubeless insulin pump that you control. Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. Go find out which way you want to go. You want to go five, you want to go Dash, you want to try the free 30 days. Uh, it's up to you, really. Get in there. Fight for yourself. Whether you're looking into Omnipod, Contour Next One, or US Med, or any of the sponsors, please use my links. When you click on my link, it supports the show. Those links are available at juiceboxpodcast.com, in the show notes of the podcast player you're listening in right now, or in your head, if you remember just to type them in a browser. All those ways count. Thank you very much. Um, I feel like for being in our first year, I was really happy with how we did on Dash when he, um, back in April, when we got his A1C, after he had been on Dash, you know, for about six months, he was at a 6%, which I was happy with. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, it's not, do I think some people run lower? Yes. I would say he was averaging around like 120, 130, mm-hmm. somewhere in there, um, which, you know, for an active 10 year old, it was working for him. It was a lot of work though, for us, like we were doing a lot of like temp basils, like constantly trying to adjust and give a little bit more and take a little way to keep him in range, which was difficult. Right. Which also means you don't know exactly what his settings were because you were adding that. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, we had done some basal testing and at that time, um, I was working with Jenny um, so she was really helpful in, in helping us kind of tweak things here and there. And I felt like we got to a point where we were doing okay. Like his settings seemed good, but I do think looking back now, we were probably relying a little bit on his basal. So his ratio, it was not 50, 50 when so, you looked back in his settings. So you're saying you had like a heavy basal rate. Yeah. So, yes. okay. So you were bumping around a lot because you were feeding the insulin and then going back up. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, which I could kind of do at the time because Grayson went to the elementary school that I work at. So I would like just sneak down to his room and like give him a little more or take a little away. Like I was doing a lot of management mm-hmm. during the day at school. And the kids you were teaching uh, can't count now. Is that correct? <laughs> well, I teach reading, so they they might be able to count, but I'm they might be below in reading. So <laughs> I don't know this word, but Grayson's yeah. okay. So everybody's oh on right. yeah. <laughs> yeah, they totally knew. Like they knew the chaos of like 
diabetes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes a kid came with me. I'm like, hey, Grayson's low on the playground. We got to go find him, you know. Let's go on an adventure. Or as I called at my house, hell. (laughs) So, (laughs) Which they were fine with. They're like, ooh, we're getting out of our lesson plan right now. Yeah, right. Yeah, You're not going to make me read. I'm down. Um, Yes. So when you started, I mean, I guess just tell me how it went for you the first couple of weeks. Um, It didn't go great in the beginning. Like all of a sudden we were seeing a lot of highs after meals and, um, you know, we had some lows. The nighttime was a little bit better. I know a lot of people have said that too, but what I ended up realizing was that his carb ratio was very wrong for the Omnipod five. So we ended up switching. I think he was at one to 25 when he was on dash Mm -hmm. and we ended up at like one to 15 eventually. Um, on Omnipod five. Like Jenny had told me, Jenny was like, I would put it down to one to 20. I'm like, what? That's like way too much. That sounds crazy. And she was right. And then some, cause we definitely needed more insulin at mealtimes for uh, sure. Yeah. She was trying to move you incrementally and you weren't moving. Were you, like- I was, I, I was nervous. I was like, Oh, well, I'll try like one to 23. Like I just did it very slowly. <laughs> do you, do you ever think of this from Jenny's perspective, because I just occurred to me like like your call ends and she just like smacks her head on the desk and goes. <laughs> I feel like Jenny and I, I feel like we got each other because there was a couple of times I was on the call with her and like all three of my kids are jumping on my bed. Like she's a boy mom. I'm like, life is crazy over here. You know, she got it. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. It's it's also interesting to hear. She's very good at what she does. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't even know if how well that translates when she's on the podcast. But um, yeah, it, having her help you with something is a, is a, a hell of a bonus. That's for sure. Yes. Okay. So you finally listen to Jenny, you move the carb ratios yep. a little bit, but yep. I think I'm not going to say the problem, but I, the issue here is, is that the algorithm's trying to learn and what you told it up front was pretty far off. I mean, one to 25 versus one to 15 yeah. is a big difference. And, yes. and so you yeah. were that far off on the carb ratio. How, what about the basil? What'd you tell the basil was when it started? The basil I had him set when he was in manual mode for something like, I would say 8.5 units a day. A day. Yep. And, um, I would say averaging now when I look through, he's getting like 10, probably like 10 to 11 units of basil, I oh, believe. Okay. Let's just tell people 8.5 divided by 24 is 0.35-ish. And what are yeah. you thinking now? More like 10? Yeah, like 10. I would say like 10 and a half to 11 some days. All right. Let's say 11 for fun. And we divide 11 by 24, and that's 0.45 an hour. So an extra 0.1 an hour, um, which, I mean, he's 10 years old. He probably hasn't hit any kind of puberty yet. What He probably what weighs like 85 pounds, like in that space. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's 80 pounds right now. Wow. Okay. So, um, yeah, so that's a fair amount of, uh, change 0.1 an hour for basil. And then is he a big eater? Like how many carbs is a meal ish? Um, yeah, he, we are definitely not low carb by any means. He's a big eater. He likes to eat all day long. I mean, I don't even want to say it. Like sometimes the school nurse is like, seriously, 120 carbs for lunch, you know? Like he definitely eats a lot of carbs. Okay. So, so that's interesting because like that many carbs, 120 carbs divided by 25 is 4.8 units. 
but 120 yeah. carbs divided by 15 is eight units. Yeah. Which he never, yeah. yeah. Like I was eight units is, is probably high for what he gets, but like I would say on average, I try to pack him for lunch around 80 grams. Okay. Well, see, it's funny, Kate, you're, you're hearing my statement from a different perspective. You're like, don't tell people he eats a lot. <laughs> I'm not, I'm saying, look at the difference between how yeah. much insulin a meal yeah. ne- needs versus what he was oh, yeah. getting. So there was a moment where he was getting 40% uh, less insulin than he needed and yep. 0.1 an hour basal. And then you're asking the algorithm, like, keep him steady. But here's what I told you versus here's what he needs. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, like, we must have just been doing a lot of corrections and a lot of, like, you know, adjustments to his basal during the day to try to accommodate for all of those things. It felt like a lot of work to keep him in range. And obviously, we just, you know, didn't have his, his settings quite right. Yeah. But of course, when you go to the endocrinologist, they saw his A1C at six in April and they're like, okay, yeah, you're good. Keep doing whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't a whole lot of like guidance into like, maybe you could change this or that so that you're not having to like set temp basils all the time. Were you, had you listened to the pro tip series of the podcast? Yes, probably like three times through. Right. Because the <laughs> one you missed was bump and nudge too. The one where I say, yeah. hey, if you're bumping and nudging a lot, your settings are wrong. Yeah, 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 100%. <laughs> okay. No, I definitely listen to that. What's funny is like, I think I listened to them too early in his diagnosis where I didn't fully understand what everything meant yet. Mm-hmm. I just like stumbled you know, upon the podcast and started listening. And looking back, I now, if I was going to do it differently, I was listening to like the defining diabetes, like really learning what all these things are and then listening to the pro tips. But that's why I listened to them more than once. Because six months later, you're, you're in a different headspace where you're like, okay, now I know what he's talking about. Yeah, I've heard that a lot from people. Okay, I, yeah, I'm just pointing out for people listening, not explaining something to you, Kate, that you already know at this point. But if you're forever fixing blood sugars with a little more insulin yeah. or a little more food, then there are settings that you could have that would make stability that would keep you from having to make those adjustments so frequently. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So. And the other issue I think we had too is um, pretty quickly into starting on Omnipod 5, the controllers started having app errors. So I don't know if you've experienced that, but it would just like, it would almost look like it was on a loading screen. And then when it would go through the little loading, almost like it was updating, then it would like beep really loud and say app error, call it in. And the first time it happened, I hit okay, like I'm going to call it in. And the screen went, that notification went away and it was working fine. I'm like, oh, that was weird. I don't know what that was. And it was already gone. So I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know how to like call that in, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. I, ha- go ahead. Yeah. It happened what? Well, that happened many times and we made the mistake of um, just waiting too long to to correct that and get in touch with Omnipod. And um, we ended up with a new controller in July. Mm, okay. All right. So you fought with a problem you didn't have to fight with. If you would have called them and told them, they would have been like, just give us an update. We'll give you another one. And a hundred percent. And yeah. you messed with it for a while. We didn't have any errors with the controller. Um, but I do remember it beeping at times where Arden was like, why, why is it beeping? 
Yes. And, I did, and this, so, I did the same thing you did. I was like, I don't know. I don't have time to figure it out. Right now. <laughs> and like, I feel like subconsciously I knew that if he got a new controller, we had to start all over with the learning. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking that that wasn't a good thing. I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that again. And um, he was in July, he was heading to diabetes camp. So I was like, I really don't want to start him on a new controller, you know, a week before he goes to camp. And so I waited until he got home and then um, we started him on the new controller, which actually ended up being a good thing. Cause this time I, I feel like I put in more aggressive settings and the learning happened much faster. Okay. Yeah. So there's the irony, right? You, you, uh, yeah. if you would have just called about the controller, you would have had to restart. So this is, this is, I think if I'm remembering correctly, why I was excited to have you on, because you had this experience of setting up Omnipod five with settings that probably weren't so good and yep. then having to restart which made you rethink your settings because i'm assuming when you put them in the next time you use different settings is that right yes yes okay. in the end can i ask you would it have been as easy as just taking his total daily insulin dividing it by five by, by half putting and then like i don't know let's just make up a number let's say his total daily insulin was i mean i guess we could actually figure it out it's 10 Let's just say it was 40 units. Let's, I'm sure that was a big number. But yeah. um, if if his total daily was 40, mm-hmm. then you could take 20 of it, divide it by 24, tell it that mm-hmm. his basal rate is 0.8-ish, mm-hmm. and then tell it the total daily insulin is what it asks for, and then that would have been it. Like just going to a 50-50 on total daily, do you think that's pretty close to where your settings were? Or do yeah, you- I think I think you could probably do that. Like I... I- I might've made it like far more complicated than it needed to be. Um, when I set up the, the controller the second time, I, you know, I want the basal. I, I can tell you exactly like what hours of the day he runs a little lower and what hours he runs a little higher. So what, he's never been on like 0.35 every hour of the day. Mm-hmm. So it's like lower between 12 and 2 AM, super high in the morning hours, you know, higher, basal between like eight and 10 PM when he gets a little bit of a spike from bedtime snack. So I didn't want to just do that because I wanted a a really good basal in case I needed to get into manual mode. So I, you know, he's still got that like very adjusted. Sometimes the basal's high, some hours it's set low. Mm -hmm. It still looks like that now. Gotcha. Now I, um, I'm, I'm actually just looking at Arden's basal right now and hers is running at like, almost double of what it's set at, you know, yeah. and she's asleep at college or no, she's on her way to class now. Uh, she's probably yeah. on her way to class now, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's amazing to watch the algorithm work, right? Like take it away, give it back, you know, it, it's uh give you extra, give you less. It's pretty, it's pretty cool actually. Uh, but, but so in, in, I don't want to, hmm, I don't want to be the one that tells everybody, reset your system if it's not working the way you want it to because i don't yeah. know i don't know that that's a a cure-all if you're having right. if you're unhappy with how the algorithm's working i mean there's other ways that you could be messing this up too you could be miscounting carbs significantly yeah. there's you know there's you yeah. could be eating a lot of fatty foods and not covering it and like so yeah. i don't i don't know everybody's situation but it is interesting to hear that this happened to you so prior to the controller change what do you think like where were your average, I don't know how to ask you to measure it. Yeah. Well, so what's interesting is actually he had an appointment at the endocrinologist in July, like 
so three months, you know, into being on the system right around the time when we were about to switch controllers and we got his A1C back. Cause I was like, so curious to see like, what's going to happen to his A1C like now that we're on this different system. Mm-hmm. And so going from April to July, he went from a six to a 6.1. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, not a huge. Right. It was a, a creep like in that direction. Yeah. Yes, which which makes sense because you know I think we didn't have the settings right. You know you're trying something new. It's it's definitely not you know just set it and forget it. There's still a lot of you know thinking that has to be done. Like you said, you know you got to fill carb count right and right. make sure your settings are right. There's still a lot of variables. Well, putting the putting the six to the six point one aside for a second, what yep. what's the variability like in the beginning? Like, was there a ton of stability? Were you higher than you wanted to be a, a great deal of time? Were you fighting lows? Like, what was the actual usage like before you made the changes? I would, we weren't really fighting a lot of lows. I think the system does a good job of being conservative and avoiding a lot of lows. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only time we really were seeing lows was like if he would go swimming and, you know, he, Ooh, Kate, I lost you. Intense activity. Kate, that I'm sorry. might have happened. I'm sorry, I lost you. But we were definitely Kate. still fighting some. I'm so sorry, I lost you for a second. Oh. I lost you after the word okay. swimming. Oh, so um, like if he went swimming, you know, and he's in the pool for an hour, and was away from his Dexcom, you know, he might come out and and end up low. Like some things like that, I think, are mm-hmm. tricky to control, but. For the most part, we were still fighting with some highs. Okay. And high being what? Like in your mind, what's the number that makes it high? Well, I don't really like him running over 200. Okay. But mostly, it it's like mostly post-meal spikes. Ah, and they would so last? Not, yeah, that would sometimes last. Mm, yeah. That's... So, like I'm looking at his number right now. Like he, he and, and part of this too is just he's got we have other factors because we've got the gluten-free we're still trying to figure out how to bolus right for that and like so this morning he ate um a friend of mine big tim muffins these gluten-free pumpkin muffins and he ate that and he's at 285 right now which is obviously not not a great number Mm -hmm. um i obviously missed the bolus on the muffin right also, oh. the way you said that was hilarious. You said this morning he ate and you paused and you said a friend of mine. And then you paused again, <laughs> made muffins. And oh, sorry. it was just great. No, no, I loved it because I was like, well, this morning he ate a person. That'll definitely drive up your blood sugar. <laughs> yeah, that'll yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not a ton of carbs in people, but the adrenaline's got to be crazy, yeah. don't you think? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 100%. And now he's going to the birthday party. I just saw him leave. Now he's going to go eat like gluten-free pizza and cupcakes. And it's probably not going to be a great number so what so what uh, will you do like you've so you've got a big number because you missed on a bolus do you correct yes. it yes do you, do you just let yes. the algorithm do it what do you, how do you handle it no i um and this is where your episodes would have come in handy when we were getting on the omnipod five but right away i definitely corrected a high if i saw that he was high i'm like i don't care if the algorithm is going to learn or unlearn or whatever i'm going to correct it every time And, um, and so we always do that where things are sometimes tricky is if he's high and I go to put in a correction and it tells me he needs nothing. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm always like, okay, so 
do I just override this? Um, how much do I decide to give him? And I think in the beginning that was, um, hard for me to figure out, like, should I just give him a little bit more because I know he needs more. And I think the answer is yes. It's just how much. So if I give him too much, I think you can end up stacking because the pump is trying to correct the high as well. So you have to be careful, like overriding. I learned that kind of the hard way. So um, if I'm going to give him a little extra, even though the pump's telling me he doesn't need it, it's usually like 0.1. Like I give him, you know, I'm bumping and nudging just a tiny bit because I don't want to. Well, there's a balance in what you're doing, right? Because the the algorithm is correcting at its own speed that could end up taking longer than you want it to. So you you say, well, I want to push it a little harder. But then you also kind of have that, in that moment, now that you've added extra insulin, you've put in too much insulin. There's going to be a low right. later at some point, but you yeah. have this odd um, expectation, like, oh, the algorithm will stop it. But right. you, you've put it into a situation where it can't stop it. And, right. and that's that's the one thing about every algorithm-based system, literally like every one of them that people you know have to understand, is that it's not smart. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. it's not a, it's not a, it's <laughs> yeah. not a sentient being. It's not looking and going, okay, well, uh, Grayson had food at 10. And even though his mom told us that it was 20 carbs, it's looking like it's more. So I'll, you know, it doesn't do that. It just, right. it, it believes you. Do you yeah, know what I mean? hundred percent. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's like the settings say this, they said this, I believe that we are moving forward based on this as being true. And then that means if your settings are wrong, or your carb count is wrong, or you're eating something that has more glycemic impact than its carbs might indicate or anything like that, you're not going to get the outcome you're looking for. And the algorithm is not going to just, it, it can't make a conscious leap after that. It just keeps doing what it's doing. Yeah. And I think we were relying a lot on an extended bolus too, which worked really well for the high glycemic foods, all the gluten-free foods, mm-hmm. like he would eat. And then I would just toss in like 10 grams and extend it, you know, almost at every meal, he was having something gluten-free and that worked really well. And so that we had to figure out like, how do we deal with that now that we can't use extended bolus yeah. when he's in automated mode? What are you doing? So I think part of it was just the carb ratio issue. Like, I think once we... Well, of course, like if he, if his carb ratio was set at one to 25 and then I'm adding 10 grams, like I should have just seen that it was really just a carb ratio issue. Mm-hmm. So now that he's on a ratio that's better suited for him, he doesn't need that extra 10. Okay. I do still think that when he's eating fat or protein, that's when I also would have used an extended bolus. And I just set a timer on my phone. And, and bol- um, bolus I bolus for the, yeah, for, for the, the fat, fat yeah. an hour later. Okay. Well, that is definitely what I would do with both of those scenarios. But this is the part where we have to tell people, here's the thing about Omnipod 5. You set it up and told it 1 to 25 carb ratio. Yeah. If you realize weeks or months later, oh, it should have been 115. Yeah. Just going in the settings and changing it does not impact the algorithm. It only right. impacts the settings that you'd be using if you took the 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 pump out of the algorithm and used it in manual mode it doesn't it doesn't relearn because you changed your settings it's already doing something 
that yeah. I don't think any of us understand. I believe Omnipod calls it proprietary information, how it's making decisions. So the only real way to make a big change like that is to start over. Mm, and people yeah. don't want to do that often because it's because they've got this idea in their head like, well, it's a learning system and it took six months to get us this far or three weeks to get us this far, however long it took them. And so they're like, I don't want to start again. I don't want to go through that learning again. But the learning, I'm guessing the second time was much quicker for you. Am I right about that? Yeah, I would say the second time was, I, I, not no joke. Like I think within like four days, I felt like we were, we were good. It was, I, I wouldn't have even really noticed that you had, we had reset the controller if, if I didn't know it, like it happened so fast and it was easy. Ah. And I think a lot of people are going to be put in that situation when eventually there's an app. I'm assuming if you switch from a controller to using an app on an iPhone, it's going to start the relearning over again. Is that right? Um, oh, good point. So at some point when it's iPhone compatible, you're saying everyone's yeah. going to bail from their controller for the most part and everybody's going to get this experience then. I think so. Wow. I, I feel like Jenny said that that was the case. If you switched over to the app, you would have to start the learning over I, again. So I can't say that with a thousand percent certainty, but I think that's right. Mm-hmm. And and the point is, though, if they switch and they still take their bad settings with them, they're just going to yeah. have it's just going to be the same thing over again. But if they learned like you did, Kate, look at you. Right. I know. Look yeah. at that. <laughs> if they learned like you did. And, and it is interesting, isn't it? You're like, I should have just known it, it just it's so simple in hindsight, isn't it? When you're talking about it. it. Yes. Yeah. When you're in it, yeah. it's not it is, it's not that simple. <laughs> no, it's yeah. not. But now I definitely do not feel at all nervous about switching to the app at some point because if we go in with good settings, I don't think you're even really going to notice, quote unquote, a learning period because mm-hmm. um, your settings are going to be right. We should and say, I even, oh, I'm sorry, yeah, go, go ahead. No, no, you finish your thought. When I set up the basil the second time, what I felt like he normally would use in a day, I even like added a little bit more than that too. So I like maybe more than I even thought would be correct. Cause I was like, I just, I want it to be aggressive and work from that. And and that seems to have worked. So you were doing that method while you're cooking. You're like half a cup of butter plus a little more. Yeah, and the, yeah and- <laughs> exactly. Just add a little more. It's so, fine. so be, so you're saying, by the way, nothing you hear on the juice box podcast should be considered advice, medical yes. or otherwise. Uh, but so yeah. what you're saying was you were like, well, let me just give it a little more to work with. Yes. Cause your thought yes. was it could take it away, but it has trouble adding. Yes. Uh, I don't know if that's something I'm allowed to say out loud legally or anything like that, but okay. Uh, <laughs> well, I can say it, right. I'm not a doctor by any means, but it seems like I was like, Oh, I think he needs about nine units. So I'm going to just put in 11 and see what happens. Oh. So, and that seems to have worked. Well, what's his A1C now on the system? Um, that's a good question. Cause we haven't had it tested since July. So I'm oh, not sure. Interesting. Um, what he's at now, but I would say for the most part, um, he, I'm just looking at his Dexcom. Do you not have Clarity set up on Dexcom? I do have. I'm looking at Clarity right now, right, but it to... doesn't have. Um, it's not. It's not an estimated A1C. It's an estimated something else. But yeah, it says GMI, and I never like when we went for his first A1C test. Well, that I can remember back in April, the GMI said six point eight, mm-hmm. and 
when they tested his A1C, they said 6.0. And I was like, are you sure? Like, Yeah, I've heard people say that, that either that um, estimate comes very close to what they have, or sometimes it doesn't. So yeah. I don't know how yeah. to explain that, honestly. Yeah, um, but, he's, um, I mean, he runs about 85% in range most and, of the time. And what's your range set at? His range is set at 70 to 180. Cool. That's excellent. Which, you know, and I know a lot of people are are able to run lower than that. I think the thing that I have found, especially with like a young boy, is like he's so unpredictable. Like he'll be laying on the couch one day and I'm like, oh, he's going to need more insulin because he's playing Fortnite and he's, you know, mm-hmm. just hanging around. And then I'll correct him or whatever. And he goes outside and jumps on the trampoline for an hour and then <laughs> ends up in, in a low. So it there's that unpredictability of kids where I feel comfortable with him running, you know, a little higher than maybe he will choose at some point as an adult. In case he suddenly decides to play basketball for two hours. Yeah. And then run past the construction gate into the road. You never know. Oh, exactly. And he's the older one. So can you imagine? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, this is, this is excellent. I'm glad you're, you came on to talk about this. Um, I, I mean, I've seen people online, they're like, I'm going to restart it. I'm going to restart it. I listened to those episodes, and now I realize that I didn't blah, 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 whatever they think yeah. they didn't do. I'm going to restart it. I'm going to restart it. I'm always like, uh, I'm not telling you to do that, but <laughs> I mean, yeah, go see what happens. It, it, somebody somebody yeah. do it and tell me. So when I realized you did it, I was like, oh, this will be great. Um, yeah, I'm not even sure how you would restart it. Like, if you had a a current controller. I don't even know how you go about like, I'm sure there's a like, reset button somewhere. There's gotta be, there probably yeah. is. And you know, I'm not saying you should do that either, but I think naturally that's going to happen. I mean, a lot of people have iPhones. I think that's one of the benefits is eventually he's going to be able to bull us from his phone. Like I definitely think people are going to start over once that's an option. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, um, I, I don't think you're wrong. At all, actually. I think you're going to see a lot of people hear stuff like this or go back and hear. By the way, those episodes are episode 736, 737, and 738. They're available in your podcast player. They're available. I think I have a page for them on the website, juiceboxpodcast.com forward slash Omnipod 5. I actually think Omnipod has them on their website. Um, that's I, amazing. Yeah, isn't that cool? I think it's omnipod.com. Although, I mean, just go to mine. You know what I mean? Like, there's no reason. Yeah, to just go to your. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, you don't even. You don't need to plug them. There's no way they put. Juice, <laughs> I don't know. If you do juice box, you end up at my site to start with it. And those episodes were so helpful. Like, even just listening to them after we had already been on it, it it's it still is helpful because I think the thing about new technology that makes it so tricky is there's not a lot of um, resources. So even the endocrinologist is like, not really sure what to tell you. And when I was working with Jenny at the time, she at that time hadn't tried it yet. So she was, you know, using her experience with what she's been doing with other families to try to help guide us Yeah. when you don't, you can't like pull out a book and read how to do it. Um, That was, I kind of felt left to just, I don't know, figure it out and hope for the best. So, so once those episodes came out, I felt like, ah, I wish I had had those three months earlier. I'm glad. Actually, I wish I had them before Arden started Omnipod <laughs> 5. What do you think of that? Yeah. Uh, so, right. um, and Arden used Omnipod 5 for I, I, probably nine or 10 weeks, if I'm right around there. And it, yep. it worked by the time it learned and we, you know, figured things out. 
it did exactly what I expected. I was like, this is, this is it. This is what they, yeah. this is what they told me it would be. And it is. And, yeah. but she said, I, she's like, I, I don't want to carry this controller. And I was like, okay, yeah. but she just, she had context from loop. She's like, look, I, I, yeah. I like running this from my phone better. And right now you can't run this from my phone. She goes, get back to me when this has uh my, when my <laughs> phone is, is covered. And I was like, okay. So we switched her back over. Um, but it's neat to see, interesting to see for me that any problems we might have had, you know, and I don't mean problems like difficulties. I mean, like, you know, life with diabetes with, yeah. with loop, they kind of were almost the same in Omnipod 5 and then vice versa. Right. Like it's yeah. just, it's the limitation of an algorithm. Right. Like I said, being stupid at some point and not being able to see like, oh, he had pizza. This isn't just 15 carbs. It's cheese and sausage and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think, you know, I had talked to some people that were, you know, kind of saying some things like, well, we still have highs and this still happens or that still happens. And it's like, well, it's not, none of this is ever going to be, you just, at least for now, like you turn it on and you do nothing. Um, There's still a lot of input from the user and you need, you know, if if a high happens, you need to correct it. Like you said, it, it doesn't, it's not a person. And so I think if I had advice for people like going in with the expectation that like, you're still going to have a little bit of work, but you're going to get a great night's sleep. You know, you should take that and run with it, but you're never going to be able to just turn it on and never think about diabetes ever again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, listen, <clears throat> Arden, like I said, the earlier in the episode, Arden's eating at college now and it's not great. And so yesterday she had, she ate something that drove her blood sugar up and we fought with it and fought with it. Like she mm. fought with it. I was texting her and then we got like super aggressive with it over many hours. And then she sat down to do homework where she's very sedentary, but also kind of like, I think she's a little jacked up still from school. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Mm-hmm. So over like six hours, we're pressing against food and, and some adrenaline and maybe some anxiety even. And then she gets hungry again and boluses doesn't wait long enough. Now we're six or seven hours into this blood sugar. And I'm like, Jesus, yeah. like, this is all day. And yeah. we finally got the drop. And then she goes to bed and I'm thinking like, she's going to get low. Like she's yeah. definitely going to get low. And, yeah. you know, like three in the morning, she's, she mm. texted me. She's like, Hey, I just drank a juice and I did this. Do you think that's enough? And, um, the loop was trying its hardest. It was like take it. It it, it saw the the drop coming. It had been taking basil away for an hour at that point. It yeah. still couldn't stop like a, a a below sixty blood sugar that she had to hit yeah. with something. And yeah. then and then in the course of being tired, I I forgot to tell her to like shut off the part where it boluses without food. Like so so oh. the auto bolus version of loop can micro bolus mm-hmm. with carbs or without carbs okay or one or the other or both and so i should have said to her when she corrected i should have said shut off the corrects without carbs mm-hmm. <clears throat> because what we don't want is for her to finally get her blood sugar back up and for it to go over like 110 and it to go oh no and then bolus which right, of course right. because we didn't shut it off that's what it did talking about an algorithm being dumb like right like we fixed the low we're good don't give her insulin and then 90 well not even 90 minutes later an hour or so later she started getting low again so you know 
it just is that like terrifying for you after her like her prom experience i mean kate it is what it is right so yeah yeah i just yeah i just didn't sleep very much last night that's all well that's the thing like that's how I i feel too like so grayson goes back and forth between um my house and his dad's house and like even when he's not here you know, you're still paying attention to those numbers, you know, and it, it can be a little bit scary. But for the most part, I feel like Omnipod 5 does a good job overnight of keeping him from getting low right. unless there's some other thing happening. Like last week um, on Tuesday, I had put on a new I had changed his pump and his Dexcom sensor. They just that never happens, but they were both due on the same day. Mm-hmm. And he, it was reading high, like over 300. I'm like, what in the world is happening? And this was probably like between 8 and 10-ish PM. And sometimes he does get a little bit high with a pump change. So I was like, okay, well, maybe just the, you know, the pump is getting on and getting insulin going again. And, you know, so I'm correcting him and, and it's, it was giving corrections. Like it was definitely like giving quite a few corrections. I'm like, okay, you know, he must really need it. And then it occurred to me, I'm like, this seems really weird because he's not usually over 300 at night. So I start finger pricking him, you know, every now and again and realize that the sensor was off. And I'm like, oh, no, you know, the sensor um, was reading a lot higher than what his finger pricks were reading. Yes. So then I'm like, okay, he's definitely maybe had too much insulin. We need to change the sensor. So this is at like midnight, we changed the sensor and I just didn't sleep for like two hours. You know, I'm waiting for the warm up to happen. And, and sure enough, I, I was trying to like calm myself down and be like, I'm just overreacting. He's not going to be low. I'm sure it's probably fine. You know, um, and when he came back on at 2 a.m., you know, the Dexcom's just screaming low at me and I run in there and wake him up and, you know, we're giving him juice. And it was like, after that, I'm like, oh my gosh. Is as great as all this technology is. Like you still have to trust your gut. Like yeah. it's still sometimes not right, and that happens. Well, so <clears throat> the other day we were fighting with a high blood sugar, and I finally stopped and I thought her blood sugar should be lower than this. Yeah, it it I I did everything. I know what I'm, yeah. I'm like. I know what I'm doing, yeah. and I did the thing, and this isn't where the number should be. So I'm starting to decide. Is this an insulin delivery problem? Because if it isn't, then oh, hey, Arden, test your blood sugar. Yeah. And and in that scenario, her blood sugar was like, I mean, we were breaking a high at like two hundred, and her blood sugar was more like one eighty, and it was telling us that she was like two twenty, and I was like, that's not right. And yeah. and that's a big difference because one eighty indicates that we we've got a fall happening from where we were. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You have to listen. I, I they're all. Uh, I mean, I'm a little like you know, I want to make sure everybody understands like they're sponsors, all these companies, but I'm still going to tell you the truth. Like, you know, Dexcom's not always going to be perfect. Your pump's not always going to work right. You know, like nothing, you know, you might test your blood sugar and be like, oh, you know, it's, it's the best that exists right now. And I think that the podcast is supported um, through advertising through some of the best stuff that exists. So I'm, I'm not like, I'm not apologizing for it. I'm just saying you have to use your own common sense still. 
It's, yeah. You know, I mean, take anything, self-driving car, even lane assist yep. cars. You see people like, oh, I don't know what happened. I had an accident. The thing usually tells me if I'm going to get to the lane. I'm like, that's what you're <laughs> counting on? Like, you know, like, yeah, yeah keep yeah. your hands in the wheel and look forward. Um, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. It, yeah. And I think, you know, I said to Grace in the morning, I'm like, but the good news, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday that the um, Dexcom released the G7 and some other countries. I'm like, soon there's only going to be a half hour warm up. And, um, and then I, that probably wouldn't have happened. Like I would have seen you dropping and, and known to treat that faster. So like, it's, it's always like progressively getting better. Yeah. No, it's, um, it's amazing. I just, you know, you have to listen to an episode once in a while with people who've had diabetes for 50 years and hear them talk about not just, yeah not just how they started, but the three, you know, generations of technology that came afterwards that you, right now, if you are you with a kid who was diagnosed, you know, I don't know, 15 months ago, any of their explanations of diabetes is like, oh my God, what? Like, that's insane, yeah. you know? And, and you're like, and you're like, well, when I switch a sensor, when I switch the thing that sticks to his skin <laughs> that reads his interstitial fluid and tells us if his blood sugar is and if it's moving, et cetera. Sometimes there's a warm up period and it's not yeah. always accurate right afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're definitely spoiled for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And that's why I wanted to try Omnipod 5, you know, right away because I knew it was going to create less work. Mm -hmm. And his, even with a little bit of issue with the, the controller that I probably should have switched sooner, I mean, his A1C was still 6.1. So, I mean, we Pretty really great. can't com complain about that. Yeah. Would you say overall you're very happy, kind of happy? Like, where are you on the on the scale? I think we're we're very happy with it, and um, you know, I I definitely wouldn't go back to to doing manual right now. I think, especially for a child who, like I said, is unpredictable. I think it's amazing, and you know, I'm curious about looping um, and that's something I've read about and, and maybe we'll explore at some point in time, but for where we are is early in his diagnosis uh, right now, I think he's on the best option and just it being tubeless. Like he, he refuses to try anything that has a tube. Like he said right away, I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. um, which I get cause he plays sports and that's what's important to him. And he doesn't want to feel like something's getting in his way. Yeah. And Omnipod definitely does not get in his way. Right. So well, I can tell you, I would, I mean, Arden's over 18 and I am, I, I, I'm speaking for her, but I don't think she would leave any kind of an automated system. If loop didn't exist right now, she'd be like, give me that Omnipod 5 back right now. And, yeah. you, you know, and I'll, uh, I'll work with the controller. Um, I think that I still believe that moving forward, whatever, I don't know, whatever Omnipod 5 morphs into, I do think that eventually that's what Arden ends up on. Because not that I don't think loop is, is terrific, but um, I mean, there's just work involved in making it run. And there's things you yeah. have to know that most people don't know. And she's not going to, at some point in her life, you know, be an app developer so she can wear an insulin pump. Right. I, don't, I just don't see her. I don't see her being that person, you know. Um, yes, so. I could see that. Yeah. Gray's kind of like that, too. Like, she, she makes me laugh when she's on because she's kind of like this is just my life. Like, what do you want me to say about it? You know? And he's kind of like that too. Like yesterday I, I introduced him. I was really excited. I introduced him to a friend's daughter who also has diabetes and celiac. And he just was like, shrugged his shoulders. Like, yeah. So like what? Yeah. He has it too. No big deal. You know? <laughs> Great. Like, I don't think he would 
you know, he doesn't care about an an app or being a developer or whatever just to keep himself in control. Yeah, he's like he just wants, wants to the ease, he wants yeah, he wants to be a kid, you right. know. No, I hear you. I listen, I think it's perfect. I it, it's tough because I assume that people hear Scott tried on the Pod 5 with Arden and then they switch back and they think something happened, but it's not the case. Like Omnipod 5 again did exactly what I thought it was going to do. It acted exactly the way I expected it to. And um I thought it was terrific. I thought it worked fantastic. It's different. Like it, you know, because it's got that like learning phase to it and they don't exactly show you everything that's happening with the insulin. So yeah. you're guessing sometimes while you're trying to figure it out. But my expectation is I mean, I don't know. Obviously, I don't work there. But my expectation is they're going to keep fine-tuning this thing. And the generations will come and come. And at one point, you probably won't give a crap what it's doing. Because, you know. Um, yeah. You, you won't I know. that know. Is, It is hard to not be able to, like, see exactly how much he's getting. Because I get their point. Like, we don't want you to have to think about it. We don't want it to be work. But I think there's a lot of us, like... Just out of curiosity, I want to know what his needs are in case, what if I had to do it? Or what if, you know, we had to switch for some reason? And so that's, it is tricky to not yeah. have all of that information. But at the same time, um, it's working well enough for us that I'm like, oh, it's, this is fine. This yeah. is good. In that scenario, and based on nothing anyone has said to me, like, this is my supposition. It's that the algorithm is making so many decisions and changes that it doesn't translate right back to your basil's this and your carb ratio is that. Like, I don't, I, I wonder if that's not the case. Like, if what it's doing just doesn't simply translate back to manual care. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. it does. And, and I the don't only know. time, okay, I'm just I, guessing, but yeah. And the only time, like, that I have realized that we, I do switch him over to manual is um, the activity mode is excellent. Like if he's going to have a friend over and it's going to be playing um, or like we went, we were hiking yesterday and I, I popped him over to activity mode and that worked well. But when he's going to, he plays travel soccer and he's had a couple of tournaments where um, even on activity mode, he just was low the whole day and we just could not keep him up. Like I was just, throwing Gatorade at him. Mm -hmm. And so I talked to the endocrinologist after that and they were like, you know, you might just um, occasionally either have to switch over and pause his insulin during a game or um, set a really low basal profile for that type of day and, and switch into manual mode just for that day. And um, we've done that and that has worked. And, you know, those are extremes. It's like a day when he's going to have, he had like four games in one 12 hour period, right. which is crazy. Well, I think that a lot of people are going to find, just like with regular diabetes care, they're going to find ways to make these things work for them, you know, yeah. and in that, if that works for you, then great. And then yeah. somebody else might find a different way to do it or, but it's not going to be, I mean, we're not up to perf, we're not up to perfection yet in 2022. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. We're up to, this is pretty freaking amazing. And, yeah. um, and I sleep more and there's fewer lows and that's good stuff, you know? Yeah, and it's so for him to be able to sleep through the night. Like as much as I want myself to be able to sleep, I don't. In the first year, he was there were days where he would end up in the nurse's office at school napping because I would have had to wake him up to treat a low. And you know he's growing; he's at that age where he wants to sleep more, and not having to wake him up constantly 
is so nice. Yeah. So that's been great. I'll share this with you. Last night while Arden, when I called Arden, first she called me and she's like, hey, and I'm like, what's up? And she asked her question. She's like, I did this and this. Do you think that's enough? And uh, I was like, oh, it looks like enough. And then I forgot to tell her to shut off the microbolus thing. So, you know, anyway. Yeah. Uh, the next time I had to, I texted her a couple of times. She did not wake up. So I called her and woke mm. her up. And yeah. it's like, I mean, you know, it's four o'clock in the morning and she's. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I'm like, hey, Ards. I'm like, we're going to have to drink another juice. Like, uh, and then, you know, I'm, and, okay. And then I hear this. Like, I swear to God, I'm like, uh, 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 and I felt, I felt terrible while that was happening. I know. You I know. know. So. And then she's got to get up and go to class. Like, yeah. that's tough. Arden also put herself into something, you know, I, I don't think we've, we haven't talked about it a whole lot, but Arden did something that I don't think a lot of people would do. She's a really good student in high school. And mm -hmm. if she were to um, pursue something on the more academic side, she was thinking about pre-law. But instead, Arden went to school to learn how to design clothes. She went oh, to, yeah. She went to art school to study fashion. Yeah. And she's not a out of the womb talented artist. So she's got a lot of vision and yeah. she puts things together, but she did not spend her life drawing or painting or yeah. working in charcoal. So Arden like willfully gave away uh, an academic pursuit that she would have been good at to go yeah. to try to teach herself something artistic. Yeah, so she's se seated at a desk most of the day, you know, learning how to draw wow. and, and in, as a, as, as a freshman. And it's a, I mean, it's, um, I don't know if I've couched it so that everybody understands correctly, but you know, this would, this was a, this was something, this is a person in a lane who said, I am going to go way over here into this different lane and see if I can figure this out. That was yeah. a, a pretty big leap. So, you know, on top of all that. Yeah, yeah, it's not easy. I mean, she didn't pick the thing that would have maybe come naturally, but she's going to work hard at it. And, you know, and I I always feel bad when, like, on, after Tuesday night, I mean, we were up most of the night, and I said to Grace, and I'm like, I, I could not go to work that morning. Because not only after a night like that am I exhausted, but, like, the adrenaline of all of that happening. Yeah. Was, um, it takes a toll, you know, and I'm like, I, I'm in front of kids all day. I'm like, I can't run on, on zero sleep. So I called in for the morning and I told him he could stay home. And he just was like, no, no, I'm not doing that. He refuses to miss school. You know, he just started middle school. He doesn't, he's like, I literally, while he's having a low blood sugar, he had his computer out. He was trying to do his math homework. I'm like, can you not <laughs> do that right now? Like he, he was like slurring his words, asking me what's four plus nine. I'm like, buddy, like now's not a good time to do that. <laughs> No, I know. So, do, do you know? Um, I don't know if she said this or not in her last episode, but after Arden had that seizure and she was rebounding from it, it was yeah. Sunday morning. You know what I mean? Or Saturday morning? Yeah. It was very early on, a, and she was she started emailing one of her teachers. Oh my god! And she's like, "Hey, I'm not going to be able to get this thing done. I just had a seizure." <laughs> and oh my and, god! And she was being, um, she thought she was being responsible. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But she was yeah. still a little like still recovering Loopy. yeah and the guy 
the guy emailed her back and he was like, uh, okay. Like, <laughs> are you okay? And you know, like he, he yeah. was, he was almost saying like, you really shouldn't be worried about this right now. Yes. You know? Yeah. And they, they need to hear that. Like I tried to tell him like when you're like your health is the most important thing and then school, like I appreciate that you want to do your math homework, but also you probably can't, you know, obviously if four plus nine is, it's, it's hard for you right now. It's like not a good time to yeah, do math no, homework. <laughs> anyway, but I but I take your point. I've seen Arden do the same thing. She, I've seen her have long nights in high school, and I'd be like, if you want to just skip a first class and sleep a little longer, you can. And yeah. She's like, no, I'm okay. And I'm like, all right. I mean, listen, I got up this morning. I'm not gonna lie to you. I slept like four hours last night. Oh God. And um, I I don't feel terrific right now, but I'm working it out. And by the way, I have to get off with you because I'm recording again in a half an hour. So I, oh have, my to, God. I okay. have to set up. So um, oh this is me. Like, I really wanted to talk to you. And I'm thrilled that you came and, and gave me this, this explanation of how things went for you and for Grace and everything. So I, I just like get you into the, to the, to the schedule somewhere because right now it's October, 2022. Yep. And if I gave you my scheduling link right now, like I gave you the VIP link, I think, right? So if I gave you yes. the, if I gave you the scheduling link, you would not find a slot until October 2023. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Well, and I wanted this story fresh in your head, so yes. like I can't wait that long. Um, and well, by the way, well, mad respect to everybody who contacts me to be on the podcast and is not daunted when I send a link and say, "Hey, <laughs> you're not going to find a, a space for about a year," and they're like, "No problem." I always think like. <laughs> I was, I'm like, thank you so much. It's just a very kind thing everybody does to me. Yeah, I mean, you should feel good about that. Like, people are willing to wait a year to talk to you. So that's pretty amazing. Well, adults, Kate, who have learned patience, which I am proud that's... to say I have finally learned in my life, um, <laughs> yes. are okay with them. Like, we needed a new refrigerator. And I went, the guy's like, well, it won't be here for two months. And I was like, that's fine. I'd like to thank Omnipod, makers of the Omnipod 5 and the Omnipod Dash, and remind you to go to Omnipod.com forward slash juice I'd also like to thank US Med. Go to USMed.com forward slash juice or call 888-721-1514 to get started today. And of course, the Contour Next 1 blood glucose meter is available at ContourNext.com forward slash juice box. You may be paying more for test trips right now through your insurance than you would at my link. And of course, let's thank Caitlin for coming on the show today and sharing her story. If you're looking for the diabetes pro tip series, go to juiceboxpodcast.com and hit the menu at the top. Actually, all of the series in the podcast are now listed there. Don't miss it. And if you're looking for a real supportive place to talk about diabetes or just watch people talk about it, because sometimes just watching the conversations kind of brings you along with the idea. Anyway, you can do that on my private Facebook group, Juicebox Podcast, Type 1 Diabetes. It's 100% free. It has over 30,000 members in it, people just like you, adults living with Type 1, caregivers of Type 1s, geez, a lot of people who have just become pregnant and gotten that gestational stuff. Uh, Type 2s are in there. Any kind of diabetes you can imagine, they're there. They're willing to talk to you. I really think you should check it out. Thank you so much for listening and for supporting the podcast. I'll be back very soon with another episode. So keep checking that app. You are listening in an app, aren't you? Like Amazon Music, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. 
please tell me you are. I don't know, Overcast. There's a lot of free. Look, there are a lot of free podcast apps. A lot of them are terrific. They're great places to listen to podcasts in, to subscribe or follow. Please don't be listening online. What are you? Like, my grandmom? You know what I mean? Let's get you, let's get you an app. All right? Right on your phone. Apple, Android, doesn't matter. Don't know where to get one? Juiceboxpodcast.com. At the top, there's links. Go into the Facebook group. Ask them. You can do it. You, too, can be in the cell phone age. I'm just kidding. Most of you listen to apps. I just, please, subscribe or follow. That's a, actually, while we're talking, that's actually a huge help to the podcast. Subscribing and following in an app is a major help. Uh, only bested by sharing the show with somebody else. If you really want to help the podcast, share the show, subscribe in an app, support the advertisers when you can, uh, take the T1D6 exchange survey. Like, you know, there's a lot of ways to do it, but subscribe and follow. Follow and subscribe, please. 